Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the first ever Total 90 podcast. To my right is my wall, to my left is a very happy Liverpool supporter, Mickey Kennedy. How are we doing today? Good man, thanks for being here. Oh, glad to be here, Joe. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Um, today we're going to be talking all everything about the Premier League, transfers, team of the week. We're going to have a player versus player, bit of this, bit of that, and we're going to start it off with the Premier League season. We're about a month gone from that season. Can you give me a little recap, Mickey? Uh, well, yeah, obviously Chelsea took it out the uh, Premier League. Uh, in the no, end, I don't knowledge. think there was any real challenge. Tottenham came cl- a little bit close. I had a sniff at one stage, but besides that, um, so basically, yeah, Chelsea took it out. Uh, Tottenham second. Uh, Man City third. And are you, are you just going to read out the table and that's going to be your facts? Of the no, league? no, I was just reading out the top four, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're the major placings in that league. So um, I think Chelsea are unstoppable. They were obviously very wobbly early and everyone had doubts. But, um, you know, Conte was brave enough to change his whole tactics and, it, you know, it proved wonders in the end. They barely, they barely put a foot wrong after that. Yeah, it's very true. Um this season was really weird. If you look at it from a, a points perspective, like you had the top six teams all being pretty decent, your, your standard teams after the whole Leicester debacle last season. Yeah. Then you had Everton, who were 15 points clear of the next best side. And um, the middle tier to the bottom tier were all just horrible this year. Like every, any team from West Ham to Southampton, West Brom gave up after 40 points. The only team below that that I would say had a really decent season was Bournemouth. Yeah. And I, I really... I actually have big raps for Bournemouth after this season. I hope they go on. Uh, with all that being said, we've got three new teams coming into the Premier League, which obviously are Brighton, Huddersfield and Newcastle. Uh, what do we expect to see from these three teams? Do we see Newcastle staying up? Do we see Huddersfield getting the lowest points ever in the Premier League? Because there's already a bidding war on that. And um, what about our boy, Aaron Moy? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, for us Australians, uh, I think we were all rejoicing when he uh, he got them team. Did you watch the game? One. Uh, I watched the highlights of the pe- penalties. <laughs> it actually wasn't like he didn't play it that well. His penalty was good. Uh, it was very, very powerful penalty. I was, I was heart in my mouth stuff. I really, I was feeling very nervous for him. And if he missed that, it would have been oh, bad. It would have been horrible. I would have been yeah. very upset. But do you see Huddlesfield doing anything next season? Um, I liked to think that they could do a Bournemouth, and you know, as a team that's almost just starting to establish himself a little bit in the Premier League. Um, I don't know if you have the same opinion. I don't feel like Bournemouth now. I don't see him as going, oh, they've just survived this season. I'll definitely go down next year kind of thing. Like, you yeah, give they, them hope now. I, I do. I give them a lot of hope. But they have some decent players. I think Josh King's incredible. If he can stay, yeah. they, they're they looking, you know, Defoe. Yeah. You never know. They've got solid players, I'd say. They do. And they've got that kind of, you know, cementing their spot. I think they came, what, ninth in the end or yeah. something like that. And pretty decent effort after everything that, ha- that has happened. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited to see what the new teams do. Like, Newcastle, I love seeing Newcastle up in the Premier League. They deserve to. I love their badge. I love their culture, their club. Yeah, they're a very established club. And, you know, for the football romantic, I think they're a club that... You just saw the movie Goal and you just want to... Ever since I did see the movie Goal, I had an interest in Newcastle. (laughs) Do you remember the guy's name? Santiago Munez. (laughs) I didn't actually. I forgot it. Uh, well, we're skipping over Brighton. Do we give them any chance as well, or are we just kind of because they don't have an Australian? Huddersfield. Um, I think everyone expects Newcastle to kind of maybe learn from their mistakes. Like they have gone down twice in a row. Re- I'd say recently, um, but surely now under Rafa's reign, um, they will make some smart decisions in the transfer market. I can't see him making very you know very many stupid decisions. Really, I think. 
obviously the players want to play for him. Um, and I think the fans of Newcastle absolutely love him. And I think he's going to take them into the next step, probably get them back into that, you know, that probably that middle tier, hopefully maybe even further up. I always do League. consider them to be kind of on that West Ham level. Which I, it's funny because they, you know, one was in the championship. And yeah, well, was West Ham was in the championship not long ago either. Yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, as we look at the first fixtures for these teams, Brighton have uh, Man, Man City. Yeah. Uh, Huddlesfield have Crystal Palace away, and Newcastle have a nice, nice one with our Spurs first up. After the last time they played each other, they defeated Spurs five one on the final day from well, the that, season last well, that's year. That's exactly right, and that's a huge game for Spurs. Really, um, it set the tone for the year. They would be expected to win that, even though they're away. Um. But, you know, that's more a case if uh, Spurs stuff up more than if Newcastle wins, I think. And Spurs will be without uh, Hong Ming Sun, who uh, has uh, broken his arm recently playing well, for he? his international team. He actually has, if you haven't heard that, haven't you? No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, broke, uh, suspected broken arm, should be missing six to eight weeks. I think he's going to go into surgery as well. So it's a big, big loss at, before the season has even started. He had a great campaign last year as he well. He did. Um, incredible, actually. One of one of the best players. You know, probably the best substitute player on the in the whole season, I'd say. Mm. That being said, um, me being a, obviously a an unbiased Tottenham supporter, and you being a uh, completely biased Liverpool supporter, that is true. You're you're right now going to give me the reasons and what Liverpool need to step up to the top of the Premier League next season. Because I'm sick of everybody saying Liverpool are good. I think they're useless. They are, oh. they have one player that would fit into the Spurs outfit, and that would probably you're be saying for me. I couldn't get a game either. You're saying Mane? Uh, I'm saying, saying uh, I'm saying Jurgen Klopp could be the assistant coach. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. This, no, I, this take, podcast isn't going to get past the first episode, I, by the way. I'd take a few players, but you're going to tell me what they need that's going to uh, put them to the next level. Uh, I wouldn't mind a better centre-holding midfielder. I thought Emre Cham started starting to show his worth. Um, I wouldn't mind an extra guy there. I, I think Hendo's a good player, but um, he's a good player, not a great player. Uh, probably a bit harsh statement, to be honest. But I think it's valid. Um, left back, um, you know, we've had heaps of trouble there. Milner did a great job, don't get me wrong. Moreno's just not up to it. I'd like to see Moreno play as a winger, to be honest. Yep. I would really like just to go, Jurgen Klopp, just go, you know what, mate, just stay out there and just run down those wings. He's dangerous when he runs down those wings. He just went there too much, um, and he's a liability when the ball's in the box. He just makes a stupid decision it, nearly every game. And it's almost, you know, it's either a penalty or something, you know. Yep. A real dangerous area to let away free kicks. I think he's the king of that, to be honest. I yep. really do. Like, every time I saw a defender, like, every time I saw an attacker in the box and he was manning on him, and if he had the ball with his feet, I'd be holding me, you know, holding me out <laughs> because I don't know what he's going to do. That's very true. Well, Liverpool's problems have never been up the front. It's usually down the back. I'm going to start with the goalkeeper. Do you, are we swapping over? Are we, uh, are we upgrading? Well, he's actually... Mignolet's actually done a quite good job um, ever since he's come back into the side. I think he's won over a few fans. I, I wouldn't say he's fully won him over, but he's got a pass for this year. Um, I would like to see a new goalkeeper come in. Obviously, I was a fan of Loris back in the day before he went to Spurs. Here we go. Um, to Sturgeon. I, I thought, you know, yep. a good chance to get him before um, Bravo went to City. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I can't see us getting one, to be honest. I can't see us getting a different one. And I'm not too sure about it. If it was between getting a goalkeeper in another position, um, I would probably pick the other position first. I probably feel like goalkeeper, it's it's okay for the moment. 
he, he hasn't done anything in a while to sh- to prove otherwise. Yep. Are, are we still on the Klopp uh, bandwagon? Are oh, we still yeah, 100%. in Klopp we trust? Yep, 100%. I think, um, you know, I just love, like, it's even just like the stuff, like the passion that he's got for the club, I think. Does, he, football does he overdo it at times? No. Nah. Don't you know, think well, I, I'm a passionate person at best, you know that, Nick. So <laughs> for me, personally, I don't think he's ever overdone it. I think he's underdone it sometimes. He's never underdone it, I'll give him that. But um, I love it. I personally love it. I reckon that's great to have someone like that at the club, definitely the person that runs your team. I think that's the most one of the most important things of being a manager, showing passion and, you know, and showing that you actually do care. Right, well, I'll pose this next question to you. If you had a choice straight up, Firmino, Sturridge, who are you picking? Well, it's... And will Sturridge be a Liverpool player next Well, season? it's a big question. I would like to say yes. I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know. Um, you know, we've got Champions League football coming up. I reckon it was... Like, if, if we weren't, I definitely think that... You guys in the Champions League? Yes, we are. Man, I hope we draw you guys. I hope we draw you guys too. <laughs> You guys aren't good, that good, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think the fact that we're in the Champions League, it gives us a better chance of holding on to him. But I would hate to see him go, to be honest. I think he's got that much talent. Um, he's just maybe just a little bit misunderstood by Klopp, you know. But who are you taking? Sturridge or Firmino? Well, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Firmino as well. No, no, don't give me, don't give me the bullshit answer. I'd be both. No, no, you got to give me one. Who are you taking? I don't, oh, I don't know. Come on. Uh, uh, it's a hard question. That's a very hard question. Probably, maybe, probably. Uh, I don't. I don't actually don't know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go. 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 Uh, for sheer goal scoring ability, storage. Yep. Okay. That's all I need. That's, That's all I need. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm not even happy with that call. I love Firmino as well. Nah, Firmino. No, no, you've already said Sturridge. It's okay. Um, we're going to look further on. Um, James Milner playing down the back. Are we happy? Would we be happy with that? Do we need him? Is he still good enough to play in Liverpool? Sport? Yeah, I, I think he. Well, the, the fact is, he can literally play almost anywhere on the park. Yeah, I don't think he missed a penalty in this year, and they were just clinical every single one. He's the king of penalties. Penalties took, aren't that a- hard, mate. They aren't that hard, but they miss them all the time. And people getting paid millions of dollars a year to play football are still missing them. So. Did Milner miss his last penalty? I don't know. Did he? No, probably. He missed, oh, yeah. he missed one recently. Did, did he? Yeah, he got saved. He got saved. Oh, I did. But that's the first one I've heard of because he's um he's been clinical and he's just missed, missed to fix it, really. You've yeah. got a problem. You can just put him there. You'll do the job. Um, And I think you just need to play in the squad that's able to do that because... You know, it's a 38-game season. It's a long time to play football, not even including cup games and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So having someone that's, you know, the ability to pretty much do everything and anything um, is vital. Yeah. Okay, well, something that I've always thought Liverpool struggle with is um, their versatility when it comes to their formation. I feel like the good teams can swap their formation up. And um, I know from personally that Spurs have about three formations they can run if injuries happen or if, you know, the team they're versing needs it. Do you think that um, Liverpool's formation needs a bit of a change up? Um, I think, like, coming into next year, we'll probably have more variety anyway. Probably something that you'd maybe look at over the off-season. It just shows, like, definitely the perfect example is Conte's Chelsea. Um, Sometimes stuff just doesn't work, and definitely with some teams, you know. So I think you'd probably be looking to 
to change that up a bit and have a couple more variations. Um, but as I said, it's up to the manager really. I'm not too fussed about it. Like I, as I said, in Klopp, I trust. So, in Klopp, you uh, trust. Yeah, but we did get found out against the lesser teams. I, th- I feel like we probably have to have a more um, well, a different approach to those teams that sit back. I feel yeah. like that we tore some of the big teams apart over the last couple of years on the clock with his way of playing, the pressing and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of backtracked a bit, I guess, against those weaker sides and maybe go back to a more classic type of attack and just, you know, just... You're definitely right about the... Um about playing well against the good teams because I've always said Spurs bogey team is Liverpool. We just never, we never beat you guys. It's usually draw, but you yeah. guys beat us once this season. Just been. But um, it, that always seems to be the case of Spurs. It's just one of those, you guys are one of those teams just match up well, which is good. You want to match up well against the good teams. And, uh, but your problem always has been against putting away those, those teams that you should be putting away. Uh, do you think that's a, a mindset kind of thing? Do you think you need a bit more strength and depth to kind of give your better players a rest? Um, um, not necessarily. Um, it's just a mindset, I think. I think it's just the, the, the mindset is they're going in to win and maybe they're just not going as hard as they, well, they should. Um, you know, just thinking that the result's going to happen and sometimes with football it just doesn't happen like that. So definitely in this league, um, maybe it's just, you know... It's, Maybe it's just approach to the players and how they're thinking about going into the game, um, and maybe take it. Maybe they might not take it as seriously as some of the big games, and that's sometimes that's not even choice. They just do that automatically when you think you're going to win. You know, what I mean, you have a different mindset into a game compared to the you know when you play against the big teams and you really have to perform to win. You know, what I mean, they can probably feel like they can get away with playing eighty percent and winning the game, but in the Premier League, we've all found out that that never works. Yeah, it's, it is very true. Well, I'll give you two more questions before we move on. Yep. Uh, where do you think Liverpool will finish next season? And who do you want Liverpool to sign in this transfer period? Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to think top four at least. Um, I want us to become a team that's making the top four every year, even though it's an impossible ask, I think, now in the, in the Premier League with so many good teams rolling around. Um. Who we'd like to sign? No, you didn't give me. Give me a. You said top four. I need. I need a spot. Top four, one. You want to be, You reckon you guys will finish first? I hope we finish first. You hope you finish, but where do you think you'll finish? Three. You you can be the overconfident Liverpool supporter if you want. Nah, three or four maybe. Three or four. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you really just getting blood out of a stone today, aren't you? Well, I need to. <laughs> you give me. Yeah, don't give me these a bullshit big, It's answers. a big call. Um. I- yeah. And who are you signing? Realistically third. Um, I don't, to be honest, like I would have liked Van Dyke. But... Yeah, the Van Dyke thing is a really interesting one because from what I was re- reading, it was done deal. And yeah. it was just going to be another Southampton player going to Liverpool. And then all of a sudden... Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We, we snap them up as well. Uh, yeah, we, do. We, we do have a couple very decent players. Uh, two of our best players from Southampton. But... um. What happened there? Did, you, did things just fall through? Um, I think they approached him incorrectly or something. Oh, I, I didn't read too much into it, but um, my understanding is that Liverpool legally approached the player or something like that. And they offered him crack. Yeah, and uh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wasn't even listening to them properly. Uh, no, they didn't do that, Nick. But they uh, <laughs> they uh, approached him illegally or you know against the transfer rules or something, and the 
been forced to pull out of the race for him, unfortunately. Okay, so who do you want to sign if you uh, can't get him? And if you're gonna also if you're gonna splurt out all your cash on one player, who would you be splurting it out on? Aubameyang. You would be. Yeah, I want him. I want him to go to Liverpool, but that's that's. I think I'm dreaming. And what about realistically, who you who you want to get? Realistically, um, you've been talking. You've been talking about all oh, you like. You need players down back, and you're like, who do you want player? Aubameyang. <laughs> you've got you've got the choice between Firmino and Sturridge as your striker, and then you're like Aubameyang. We want him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a guy that plays for Valencia. Um, someone, Gaya, he's a left back. He's a good player. Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind Liverpool having a look at him. I don't know if they will. Um, I, I heard he's one for the future. Um, I, forgot, I forgot his first name, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> um, but as a left back solution, he'd be good. Um, I hope we roll. It. I hope we get the deal for Salah. I, I wouldn't mind having him another quick, you know, winger. Uh, to go with Mane and you know give us another another option down the wings, um, but besides that, I'm not too fussed. I'm a big fan of Yuri Telemans from um, Anschluss. Yeah, I've always been a fan of him, especially on FIFA. It's especially been... on FIFA, him and uh, Martial. I can't even say their name anymore. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, he was. They were always my uh, first two signings uh, before Martial decided to go to probably Man United. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive you, Marshall. I'll scum. read the I hear this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be happy with them. Yeah. If I can get it. And I think they're realistic. Okay. You sure about that? Well, tell them it's a hot property, I know that. But uh, I don't think it's the what about, play that Liverpool What about the Mbappe rumours? Mbappe, yeah, well, I think he's out of our price range. Out of our range now, yeah. He's out of Tottenham, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's definitely out of problems, right? <laughs> we would have got Mbappé when he's like 14. He would have been worth about 40 mil. That'd be yeah. a problem yeah, back then. Oh, well, that's fair enough. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a break. We could come back. We'd be talking transfers, some funny stuff on the internet, some internationals. And whether or not Australia, this uh, soccer in Australia is going to get as big as what we want it to be. Oh, welcome back. Uh, so we're going to get straight into it. We're going to be talking about the transfer rumors and the big one, obviously, just coming out a few days ago is uh, the big bear, Cristiano Ronaldo, is uh, requested to leave Real Madrid. Recently, Real Madrid had put up his price tag of $131 million. That's a, uh, a, That's pre- a lot a, of money. A pretty petty. Uh, there seems to be only four options that Cristiano Ronaldo can go to. He's either going to one PSG, two back to Old Trafford, three to China, or four going to the MLS down in America. Uh, do we think, what do we think is going to happen here? Do we think he could go to China? Is that a bit far-fetched? I think it's very far-fetched. I don't think a man, that he's still playing, like, he's just scored two goals in the Champions League final. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or again. Again, <laughs> yeah. Well, his year has just been unbelievable. Um, it's pretty much the perfect year. He's won everything that he's been a part of, nearly. Yeah. And, um... He's, I don't think he's the kind of man that would go to China, not not for any kind of money. Um, I, I don't think he'd go to the US, really. I, I, I feel like um, he's definitely – there's only one place, a couple of places, PSG or Manchester United. I, to be honest, I actually hope for his sake that he goes back to United. I think that it'd be a nice fairy tale finish for them. Yeah, it would be. And it'd be uh, interesting to see how he would front up in the Premier League. Everybody goes on about how tough the Premier League is. Yes. I, Ibra showed last season that – 
good players are good players. Doesn't matter where you go. Yes, <laughs> oh, definitely. And unfortunately, Ibra got released, and you know United might want another marquee player. They've run out. They don't have to sell Ibrahimovic shirts anymore. They need someone else to get bought. So Ronaldo's a perfect kind of fill-in, wouldn't it? And having Ronaldo and Pogba in the same team, it's pretty scary. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Um, but at the same time, we were scared about having Ibra and Pogba in the same team. Very true. And they were shit house. Yeah, pretty shit house. Uh, do you think uh, this transfer rumours has anything to do with the uh, the tax accusation? I've heard that Real Madrid haven't shown Ronaldo the support that um, he's been wanting. Maybe it's because of that. Like, they haven't been defending him as much as what he wants. I think it's pretty done and dusted. He's leaving, which is uh, which is pretty crazy because you know, huge, like it? it's it's not like he's thinking about it. I'm pretty sure he's Decided. absolutely he's on he's on his way out. It just depends if anyone wants him. Yeah. Um, PSG is an interesting one. Like, you know, the only reason PSG and Man United are two like straight up clubs that can get him is because he only wants in the price price range. There's no one else can afford him. Like, yeah, well, that's exactly right. Um, we're talking, you know, massive dollars here. And that's why, obviously, China and uh, America are involved because they, they have a history of, you know, giving a ridiculous amount of money to players. Yeah. Um, obviously, China, like, that'd be the biggest thing that ever happened in their football history if Ronaldo went there. Yeah, well, they've been, picking up, they've been picking up all these, you know, decent players and giving them 40 million bucks a year. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> so what, exactly what, right. they'd be, um, what they'd be giving Ronaldo would be pretty substantial, I'd yeah, assume. It'd be huge. Um, if you had to put money on it, where do you think he's going? Uh, United. Manchester United yeah. or United States? Uh, Manchester United. Sorry, Manchester United States? That. Manchester United States? No. <laughs> Manchester England. <laughs> right, let's fair up. Yeah, um, I would probably put it on the same as well. I think that um, it all makes sense for him to come back. He's got, he loves the club. He absolutely he loved how much the fans loved him. You know, yeah. it's, it's this big thing. Be a great reunion. He only has about three or four seasons left in it. You'd assume... Yeah. He'd put in a great time. Yeah, probably he put in a great three or four seasons, sorry. And um, it'd be interesting to see if he did go to United, if that would hurt his Ballon d'Or chances because they don't really go for Premier League players at all. Yeah, well, there's only a couple. I don't think so. I think the year's done now. You know what I mean? They can only go off his achievements and really there's literally no competition into who's achieved anyone year. Like, no one's achieved anything year what he has this year. Do we go like on... Team achievements, or do we go on individuals? Because you know that's the um every Messi fan will tell you that Messi's had a better year than Ronaldo, but Messi hasn't won any trophies. Yeah. So is the Ballon d'Or? I think it's in, is the Ballon d'Or an individual award, isn't it? That it, I it is an individual award, but it's based on you know team performances. Yep. Um, your stat, obviously Ronaldo's stats are good anyway. He's, he's still had a good season. He's had a, stats. Yeah, wise. he's had a fucking good season. So I couldn't tell you the goals he scored, but. Like you know, we keep we keep an eye on him, and he's doing well. Yeah. Um, on top of winning the Euros, you know, for a Port- Portugal, you know, who would have picked Portugal to beat France in that final? Uh, I put money on a few teams that series. I didn't put money on Portugal. Yeah, I don't think anyone did. Um, you know, he did get injured in there, but even just like the character he showed, you know, but Ben, like, obviously, it's about being the best player in the world. But I think the world saw a different Ronaldo this year. Um, you know, he'd been linked with being selfish and, you know, all that. And I think this year with, you know, he took the responsibility of being the captain of Portugal and, and being a team player and you're just showing how he's getting away around all his teammates and that. Even that final was a perfect example. And um, I think he won a lot of people over in that, in that period of time to show that maybe he's actually a genuine person and not, not only cares about winning, but 
You know what I mean? He's definitely adapted his uh, game style for the better in a way because, you know, like Ronaldo, obviously, you're 32 years old. You can't go as well as what you used to. He used to, you know, he used to be running up and down the pitch. Right now, he's a bit more of a... Um, Senate forward. Yeah, he's definitely... he's. Definitely not moving around as much, but he still just has this presence about him. And he brings, you know, he, he draws three players to him. Yeah. Which, you know, if he's not getting a shot away, he's putting it off to somebody else. And I know a lot of people might say Ronaldo doesn't pass, but you, you really do need to watch Ronaldo a bit more closely. And I think see. his positioning is very good as well. Exactly. He's always in that right spot. And um, and he does make something get out of half chances. I'd say that he takes, you know... Like when someone would probably hit the one out of ten half chance, he probably hits five out of ten. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean, and that's how he's getting so many goals. Is he's, um, you know, sometimes even making something out of nothing, and um, that's an that is like an invaluable skill to have as a player. Yeah, definitely, and um, good luck to him wherever the hell he goes. Really, be, I, I want to see him succeed. I like I, I like Ronaldo, and I like the argument with Ronaldo and Messi because I'm. I've never really chosen one completely, but Messi fans get more upset about it than Ronaldo fans. Yeah, and um, I've never really given too much thought of it. I just, I just don't know why we can't live in a world where we can't just appreciate what they've both well, done. Well, there'll be like a status, like you know, um, I don't know, whatever the, the football, you know, sporting footballs and all those Facebook pages, the ones with all those fans. They'll have like a post on about like Sunderland versus Bournemouth, and then the top comment would be like, "Nah, but Messi's better than Ronaldo." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, moving, moving on to uh, another big one. From Everton, uh, Lukaku, looking like he's got destined for either Man United or Chelsea. No, he's Chelsea, I'm pretty sure. You reckon he's guaranteed yeah, to be Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah, Mourinho's 100%. still looking at him. Chelsea. Um, do you think he's an absolute shoe-in for Chelsea? 100%. Yeah. 100%? I think it's going to pave the way uh, Kante doesn't want their Costa anymore. Um, so I think, I don't know, I'd say he'd be the type of player to go to China, I would think. Yeah, or, or, uh, or Athletico back to It's Africa, weird that I I, I slightly do agree with that. Like, he just seems like a player who wouldn't mind going to China. Just for a heap of money. Yeah, like but why wouldn't you? If you got the offer and you weren't that great of a player, if you were like an Oscar or something like that who was on the bench for Chelsea, mm. do you really blame him for going you know, going over there for a few years, setting yourself up for like having unlimited amount of money and then doing whatever you want? Or Come do you back. think it's a bit it's still very dodgy? Um I think it's really just it's really uh, reserving your right to say that you you played for the love of the game. I think. Yeah. As soon as you go there, I think you just that's that's what clean and you you're forever known as a money grabber. Yeah, it is. Do Some you think cost is too good to go to China? Yes, I do. I think he, I still I still think he had a good season. Um, I'm not sure why people are saying you know he wasn't that good. I've heard of, I've heard that a few times. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Right. And then decent player, well, but he would go. I one think. more with that. Who would you take, Costa or Lukaku? Lukaku, a million, million. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm more on the Costa bandwagon. I think he's really? a bit more dangerous. I think Lukaku does it against the weaker teams, which all players do. You know, Harry Kane scored seven goals against two weak teams in the last two games. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Lukaku just, from what I've seen against Spurs, he just doesn't seem to do it where Costa does. And uh, we're going to move on to Van Dyke. We were talking about him before. If he's not going to Liverpool, where's he going? Well, I'll bring this up to you, Nick. Um, I actually read over something today. And um, I don't know what you... I'll leave you to take whatever you want out of this. But uh, they did the kit launch today for the Under Armour and Southampton's kit for the 17-18 season. Yep. And Van Dyke was the main player in it. Really? Big, big statement. Um, That's it. You know, in a, in a world where we look and read into every single thing that happens, um, a man that would seem destined to leave Southampton is now the, the, the poster boy for their new kit... Um, may you know, may even think that he might even think about saying, 
Well, you know, Van Dyke's a guy who's very young, doesn't need to leave at the moment. Southampton, I'm sure, of treating him well. Oh, yeah, um, you know, he, he probably is recognised as their best player. There's no like I don't think there's anything wrong with him staying around for another season. Like, the, what's he going to do really? Like, it's it's only going to raise his price tag if he has another good season. Yeah, well, that's it. And, and he's, um, he's going to raise it, his demand. Yeah, his demand will go up. Um, okay, well, you know, if you had to pick, if he was going somewhere, where would you say he'd go? If it wasn't, if he wasn't well, staying, well, after the Liverpool deal fell through, I don't exactly know where. Yeah, I mean, City have already spent huge on a centre back in Stones. I don't think they're willing to give up on him in just one season. <laughs> Um, he probably should. Oh yeah, but at the moment. But you know, we did it with Lovren. We took a huge risk on him, but he was no good in the first year, and he's starting to he's starting to come good now. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to um, probably one of, if not the best player in the Premier League, uh, Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, definitely in the top three, I'd say. Um, I, I can't see him staying. To be honest, I think he's gone. Um, PSG Oh no Sorry not PSG Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. I think Yeah Bayern Munich Are keen on him um, Man City are very keen on him Yeah well that's the other thing too Will he, will he do the Fabregas The Clichy The um, Sagna Sagna go to Man City mm-hmm. Yeah so yeah. I thought I, I knew I was right I know yeah, what yeah. I guess <laughs> um, I think he'll He'll join them um, He'll definitely leave I can't see him saying it at all unless something went crazy and they offered him, a, you know, a, a, a massive amount of money, or they signed some massive players and made him convinced that maybe this, this is the place for him. Yeah. But in other words, I think it's just going to be the whole um, Arsenal same next year. I think they're going to do exactly the same. No, um, no Champions League football makes it hard for to convince Alexis Sanchez anymore, and they apparently they've been him and Ozil are kind of asking for double money and wages. Yeah. And I know every Arsenal supporter will say he's worth it, but you know, there is a line. Yeah, they're where not paying the actual wage, are they? Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. And it's like, you know, how much can this club actually pay this guy to stay? You know, but you can't really see Arsenal doing much without him. No, like, you definitely know, not. in terms of and in terms of Sanchez and Ozil, Ozil, his price tag has dropped after last season. His demand has dropped. If they put him up the market, I'm sure they get offers, but they wouldn't be getting the offers that he'd want. Definitely not Ozil, especially Mike. I can't like. Would you take Ozil at the moment? You don't um, need Ozil. No, we don't need him in in the Spurs midfield, really. Like, he, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that is definitely a bias of Spurs fan. But um, like everyone compares, you know, um, Ozil to kind of Ali's position. And this season, Ali was far superior uh, yeah. than and Ozil. You, know, you got so much more uh, for the future if you if you give Ali that time to yeah, develop. Exactly. You can't. He's exactly. not going to develop on the bench. And let's be honest, Ellie's probably only got two seasons left in him before he jumps off to Real Madrid. So Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, right, we'll, we'll move on to Ibrahimovic. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Is he going to play anywhere? Um, well, he's had an ACL issue. Um, I don't know that's probably part of the reason why he, he was released. There has been talks that he might even stay at Real United uh, with a, like a short-term contract, like a three-month one. Really? I've, I've heard rumours. Don't hold me on that one, but that, that was... Um, Something I heard the other day that he could um, sign one as soon as he, you know, he recovers, kind of thing. Um, otherwise, I haven't heard too much of the rumours of where he could be going. To be honest, yeah, it's um, he's a bit of a tough one because it's only kind of come out recently that Man United are getting rid of him. So he's pretty old now. It's um, he still goes, but now a bit more injury prone. Coming off that injury, it's you know, it's yeah. It's tough. He, he definitely could go over to America or something like that. Like, he definitely could. I don't think he was the kind of guy that would definitely uh, 
take uh, going into retirement or anything very easily. Um, I don't think he's done yet. What is he, 35? Yeah, I think he is, actually. Something ridiculous. He's getting old. Um, you know, unfortunately for him, he's, he's going to get to the stage pretty soon where clubs aren't going to want to pick him up just because of his age. And I don't know how he's actually going to deal with that because as a man, he normally demands from him. Like, he's been the demander for so many years and now there's no demand for him at all. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, very he can't, true. He's normally used his, uh, his charisma and... A few other things to kind of, you know, get what he wants when he oh, wants. But What do you mean by a few other things? Oh, just the way he goes about it. <laughs> but um, now it's kind of shoes on the other foot. They, the clubs don't really want him or nor need him. Um, and he's going to find himself... I wouldn't be surprised if he, he doesn't sign for a club for, a, you know, a good couple of months just on that sheer fact that no one's really that... In, like They'd like to have him, but they're not really that interested. In not- Is it worth having him for the year? They're not willing to fork out the wage bill as yeah. well. He's worth a lot of money on wages. And, oh, he um, is. Because he's still, like, if you sign him, he, he demands that wage. So you might have to sign a bit of pride this year. And um, maybe if not signing for less, but maybe signing for a lesser club. And I don't know if he wants to do that. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the next one we move to Danny Alves. Um, Rumour has it, he's linking up with Pep again. Yeah, it's... Just seems like another fucking Man City buy, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. It's, it's this is a tough one. Like, I don't know what Danny Alves is worth at the moment. He's uh, yeah, he'd be a nice. He'd be a pretty penny, but he wouldn't be like incredibly pretty. <laughs> but uh, like, it just seems like you know, Man City are just gonna buy whoever they want. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna package this one in with our next one, which is a Kyle Walker, who's also been linked to Man City. It's funny. Um, I saw something on one of those like Spurs pages on Facebook that um, Walker got um, approached by a Spurs fan from Australia. He was overseas somewhere on holiday and he asked him, they asked him about it and Walker's like, I don't want to leave Spurs. So whether that's Pochettino kind of pushing him out, maybe they're not meeting what he wants wage-wise, but it's hard for Walker to say no when you're getting offered more than double your wage bill. It is. And especially, all, like, this isn't a China move. This, yeah, is, this, this is a Man this City is move. This is a Man City, which is, is still classed as probably a bigger club than Tottenham at the moment. Oh, huge. Yeah, much bigger. Um, and... You know, he would go into a club that demands trophies. The right back is completely open for him. You know, what I mean, it's not like he's going to be sitting on the bench. No, he's um he's up there probably with the you know top three or four right backs in the league. Yes, and, and he goes into a Man City side who guns for trophies every year, and he goes straight into the side starting side. You know, he fits right in there straight away. It, it, he could be a part of something special at Man City. Definitely, if they make a few big signings, you know, and that's what's probably. Um, would probably be running on his mind, you know. He's got a hard, tough decision to make because one of these two teams are going to do something special in the next couple of years. Yeah, he's just going to make sure he picks the right one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He really does. Like he, you know, I mean, he doesn't want to be sitting at Man City in a couple of years under Pep having failed over the last couple of years, and he's gone, and you know, it's not all going good to see. And then looking over at Tottenham, we've won the Premier League for the first time in how many years? It is very true. Like it is one of those kind of times where. It's either Spurs are going to take that next step or Man City are just going to like you know, ascend themselves Dominate. back up yeah. to the top uh, with this big, um, this big you know, wage bill and this big transfer budget that they have. Because these guys have just unlimited amount of money. Mm. And it's annoying. It is a bit annoying because, you know, especially us being Tottenham and Liverpool, we don't have that. We're, we're far below that, that yeah, kind of transfer. Yeah, it always goes right now. It's like, you know, it's United City and Chelsea have the biggest. Then it's Arsenal by themselves. And then it's... Liverpool and Spurs. Yeah. It's kind of like where that next bracket down. So it is annoying to see, like, and you know, the price tag on Walker, they're saying it's like 50 million pushing 60. 
That's huge it's for a right huge, back. Yeah, it's exactly. So it's massive money back. for a right back. And you imagine imagine that being said five, ten years ago. Oh, you're like, being laughed at. Exactly. You're being laughed out of the joint. Like it's it's ridiculous. The wage, yeah, the transfer budgets have just it's skyrocketed. It's unbelievable. We're going to move on to um one of the best looking players in the Premier League, Wayne Rooney himself, who doesn't look like he's going to be in Man United next season. Does anyone want this guy? Uh, do they? Like, I don't. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants him. Um, the the rumours that have been Everton and Stoke. If I was Everton, I would not touch him. There's no reason. Everton have a pretty young squad. There's no point in getting him in for another what two three seasons maybe. He's well. One thing's for sure is going to be a favour for Rooney more than anything if he gets it picked up by a Premier League club. I don't think any club would. Yeah, too slow. You know, he's past it. The one thing I have been annoyed is that the complete disrespect he's probably been given over the last season or two. The man is By the Man United's all time goal scorer. Man United are one of the biggest clubs in they are the biggest they club in the, English football, right? They're the biggest club in the he's world a, financially. Yeah, financially. Mm-hmm. He's the all time leading goal scorer. All time like. And big effort. Don't you think don't you think that he's been his treatment over the last couple of seasons probably been pretty harsh? By are you saying by fans, by staff, by everyone? By everyone, really, fans especially for me. Yeah, I think fans. Fans have been, have been getting on him for a while. Um, it's hard. It is a hard one because you don't want to play a guy if he's not good enough to play. Yeah, and it is. You know, a lot of a lot of Man United fans would be like, oh, "It's good that they're not playing him because you know you don't. There's no handouts in the Premier League. Like you, you earn it every year. You don't yeah. earn it from your legacy kind of thing. But yeah, I do agree with where he would go. Like again, like you got to pay a wage bill, and he would be a pretty hefty wage bill, especially for I think a club his wage like bill would definitely decline. Once yeah, he goes of, of course it would. But like you know, a club like if you know Stoke have been linked with him, um, could you imagine Stoke paying that much for him? No, like, I could see him going to America. You're going to go to America, to yeah. the Stevie J, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. There's always potential in that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he should have gone a year ago? How old is he now? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, it's too yeah, hard 30s, to say. Like, obviously, he obviously, if he didn't, if he didn't feel like he was good enough, he wouldn't be playing. Yeah, he I think like he broke the record this year as well. Too, he did. So yeah, he scored out. that goal against Stoke, which was um, which was a beauty. It was like a 90th minute equaliser. Oh, yeah, that's right. A free kick, which was really good. But um, yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't have him at Spurs. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Wouldn't have him at Liverpool. Uh, and Bappe from uh, Monaco. We're going to move on to the out of the Premier League now. Uh, the French superstar. Um, this he was on that wonderful season with Monaco. Where does he go from here? This guy's a really interesting one. Young as hell. Did you watch the um the friendly with the France game? Yep. Him and um Dembele just tore him apart, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Didn't they? The yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. A lot of people go like, oh, you know, it's just another overhyped player. Like these these scouts aren't you know offering him this kind of money because he's overhyped. Like these guys have been watching him all season. They know what he can do. There's a reason why there's this price tag of over 100 million for this kid. The next Thierry Henry. Said by a couple. It's like you know, you, I know there are most a lot do flop more flop than they don't. Mm. But but I if don't you know. get that, if you get that one, it's it's yeah, really changing. It's priceless. Yeah, it was hundred million now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go towards hundred million. Yeah, and um, this kid's something like he was tearing up in the English defence. He was making a lot of players that look second City rate. Game was good. Yeah, he's he's a good player. He's yeah. just a really good player. Um, yeah, how old is he? Like nineteen, twenty, something yeah, like that. Man, that like age great. he's just. Yeah, he's this prime age. He's uh, he's developed far beyond his years already. He's already surpassed probably any player. Like he's surpassed players like Dalielli and that already. I don't know. Like I, 
I don't know who's got the wage bill, like the the budget to actually get him. I don't know who, where he's going to end up. It's a, it's amazing how football works. You know, twelve months ago, I would have asked you about Mbappe, and you were going, "I don't really know much about." I'd be him like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, another French club in mention that could be going for this player, Aubameyang uh, uh, from Borussia Dortmund, PSG, looking to get him. Yeah, Aubameyang's um, a player that. Perfect player to have on FIFA. Like, you want him every oh, year. the like, best player to have on yeah, FIFA. Fast as hell. Um, always does well for Dortmund. I don't know why I don't know why Premier League clubs don't lash out for him. He is skinny. I'll give him that. I guess those biggest defenders. Must, he, must be the he haircut. Control. <laughs> must be the, well, he's losing it. You should just give up already, I think, on that one. Um, you know, he's, he's light and quick. Strength. I don't know how his strength is, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't know why players wouldn't, uh, teams in the Premier League wouldn't give him a chance. Um, it always goes back to, like, would he be interested in going to the Premier League at all? I don't find him the type of player that would. Yeah, some players just don't want to go to the Premier League. They, you know, it is a different style in the Premier League. Yeah, and it's like, definitely. It's not, I'm not saying better or worse, but is it, it is more maybe a little bit more physical than what they're getting over there. And so many big players from the rest of Europe have failed when they've come to the Premier League as well. It could be real, you know... Not career-ending, obviously, but it, it, it really puts the value of the play down and what they've achieved if they fail over here. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, they definitely get looked at in a different light. Like, you know, if Ibra, if Ibra failed this season, oh. you know, his whole his whole career would be just like, oh, but he couldn't make it in the Premier League. Yeah, Regardless, even though, he's, he's you know, even though he's like 30, fucking 48, whatever he is. <laughs> 50. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, he still would be put to that level because the Premier League for some reason especially on the internet like there's more English fans commenting on these on these soccer things than anyone yeah. really I did read an interesting comment um, on Facebook the other day someone had commented on the rumour that he was going to PSG and said um, I think he's 27 now um, he said uh, would you really be wanting to spend your best years playing in the French League and that's a question you know what I was like First, I thought, oh, you know, PSG, they're in the Champions League and that, obviously. Um, but for me, personally, he's got a bit of a point back guy. Yeah. Like, you know, where's the comp- oh, they didn't win it this year. They obviously. did win it this year, so there is I a little bit of I can't see losing next year, to be honest. Monaco's team will be torn apart. It, or- it already is getting torn yeah. apart. Man City have already picked one of them. Um, yeah. Mbappe's gone. Um, and a few others will go definitely go. Um, that being said, if you're getting all these players are leaving, they're going to be worth a lot of money, so they're going to have money to spend. Monica. Yeah, so, oh, they will, but you know, yeah, they they won't be. The they would rather those players. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it is it is a tough one. The French leagues always kind of been you know the farmers' league, as they say. But I don't know. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going there. I'd I'd be going I'd, any other league, any other the big leagues. Yep. I'd be going over the French yeah, league. Agree. But um, yeah. We'll move on to the last one we're going to talk about, and it's not even a player; it's just a full team. And we're just going to be talking about Manchester City. the um, The money that these guys are lashing out already, and um, the money that these guys seem to have this these unlimited resources, it's goddamn frustrating. It <laughs> is. You know what? Um, I got to ask you, Nick. So, say you're like a Raheem Sterling, who's probably two, three seasons in now. Yeah. At, at Man City, fifty million pounds. Biggest buying English player, I think, was at that stage. I think it was the biggest transfer between two English clubs. Yep. For an English player. Um, he becomes... Players like him now, right? He's two, three seasons in. Man City spending power. They're buying every year. They're buying big players every year. Yep. Before he, before Sterling, it was Hazes Navas. He was a big signing. Yep. 
like biggish, you know, he was he was a savage player. They seem to find themselves now. Well, Jesus Navas has been released. I'm pretty sure, not even sold, yeah. just released. Um, do people who like Raheem Sterling get worried? Three seasons uh, down the track, they bought Sane last year. Or oh, they bought Silver now. They bought Silver now. Um, do these type of players need have the sense of being worried because about their spot being lost? About about getting sold off. You know, like they spent three seasons at City, and but now they've bought four other wingers. The, the next hottest prospects in the in the in the Europe, um, they could be the next one gone. You know, like they got uh, JBL, uh, Gabriel or whatever his name is. Gabriel, yeah, Jesus, Jesus. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I finally got there. And um, you know, last year, and uh, as I said, Sane and that. So the the guys that were the originals, like the Sane, I mean the the Sterlings and all that, they start to go down and down and down, and before you know it, they're looking to be sold. The thing is about Man City, and like that is a very, it is a good point because the idea of um, like the reason why Man City, in a lot of lot of ways, didn't succeed this season was because they didn't, they weren't playing for each other, they didn't have the culture there. And when you're recycling and you're turning over these players every season, it's hard to find a group of players who are going to want to play for each other. Yeah. And as you, it's hard to say, like you know, say on like a junior club level, like you know, playing footy. If you're if you have like ten players you don't know, you might not kick it to them as much as what you probably. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, like because you, you don't know and their you don't ability. Even, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what to expect from them. You don't know them anyway. And like these guys are all speaking different languages. They might not understand each other. Like you know, it, yeah. it creates this kind of dynamic that probably isn't the most healthy for a team like Man City. Definitely, when uh, definitely when I know they're one bad season away from getting sold. Well, yeah, especially you know, like Bravo has come in; he's probably not even going to be playing this season. Yeah, like we've nah, got a new keeper. I doubt that he'd even be there for this year. Uh, Joe Hart, who thought it was originally he was a mainstay for so many of those Man City years, he's just uh, before he knows it, gone. Yep, within um, weeks. Pep just doesn't want him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. By the way, you're not playing for us, you know. Yeah, and like, let's be honest: if Man City have another bad year, Pep's not staying. No, Pep, Pep I, will go. This is the season that Pep knows he has to play yeah, well. Yeah, he does. And um, it even like you know, you talk about even Aguero leaving, and Aguero getting pushed to the other side. And I'm like, this is Sergio. Aguero. This is the man that dragged them from would have been the you know the most scarring thing in the club's history if they lost that game to Man United, and scored one of the greatest goals, probably the greatest goal under because of the circumstances. That QPR goal. Yeah, the QPR goal in in Premier League history. Mm. And, and he's still a genuine world-class striker. And he doesn't fit into Pep's plans, apparently. Like yeah. they're, they're, his plans are to have Sterling, Jesus, and Sane as kind of their front three, which is like incredible that Aguero can't fit into like, that. Because who would you take out of those four players, including Aguero? And then, but you look at Aguero's value, it's, it's probably not as high as it used to be, I don't think. He, what is he? He'd be hitting 28, 29 yeah, now. So- he, like, it, but it'd still be high. <laughs> yeah, it'd still be high. I would have him at Liverpool any day of the week, just putting it out there. Jürgen, give him a call. Look at <laughs> um, but it's amazing to think that players like that are getting pushed on the outer. Yeah, it is. And that's what happens when you have these kind of element of resources. And the other thing that I will say is that Man City have this incredible youth academy. These guys put through players all the time who are like world class youth teams. Well, are, are they like aren't their youth academies beating Man United's ones like seven one? Every that? they're beating everyone. They're beating everyone. But the problem is if they start playing; they will never play those players for the side. No. And because, well, because if they do, then Pep gets the blame. He's like, "Why are you bringing in these players when you have all this money?" So Pep playing it safe by buying all these players. 
it's unfortunate because like you know there's a genuine talent there that mm. like and I've you know we we spoke to a Man City fan earlier this season and he was just talking about this youth squad that are just going to come in and tear them up. Unfortunately, they're never going to get a game. Yeah, because and you know why? Because they're always talking about the next sixty million pounds on and they've just brought. Why the hell would you put in a youth academy player when you've paid all this money for that's a exactly world class? You play. need to push they, somebody out. They want world class talent now. They're, that's their starting eleven. They they don't want to develop. No, and they they don't have time to develop players. They need they need established players already. So you know, you see yourself as a, a kid at Man City. You're probably looking to, you know, maybe use up the academy, be a part of the best system in the country, yeah, and then probably look to go. Yeah, they would, and they, they, yeah, they. I'm sure they make a lot of money off it, but is it really healthy? Is it what yeah. you want? I can't I actually can't even name one academy player. No, Ian Archer was it Ian Archer Academy? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I can't. So. Couldn't even tell you. Maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll we'll move on from that. Yep. Um. We've been having a bit of an argument recently, and um, I thought we might as well bring it up here. And uh, it's just a, a standard player versus player. Um, the challenge is Alexis Sanchez versus Ian Hazard. Um, I'm on the vote of Hazard. Mickey's on the vote of Sanchez. I just want Sanchez, I want to hear your um, argument first up before I tell you to smithereens and um, prove why Hazard is the best player in the Premier League. Well, it's a, it's a massive debate. I'm not saying Hazard's a bad player. I'm just saying he's not as good as Sanchez. Um, I think Sanchez pretty much was holding the team on himself at some stages this year. Um, I wouldn't say he's a lot better than Hazard. I'd say he's a little bit That's better. That's all right. You keep, keep pumping up my guy's tyres. That's all right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I honestly find if Sanchez was playing at Chelsea, he would have, his stats would have been a lot better. And um, unlike Hazard... He's been good the whole time. He hasn't had a, a year where he went completely missing. Almost like his twin brother was playing. He's never played football in his life. <laughs> That's true. Then I'll give you that one. Okay, so my argument's simple. Sanchez is a great player in a in a good side. It's not hard to be like, you know, some players do better in great sides. Some players do better in weaker sides. If Sanchez was playing for a Real Madrid and he has played in Barcelona, he wouldn't be doing as well as what he is now. Hazard is the only player in the Premier League that I get genuinely worried about when he plays Spurs because he always carves us up and he always is going to do something. That might be because he hates Spurs because everybody in Chelsea does hate Spurs. We've definitely got a bit of a, a new kind of rivalry going with that. But Sanchez never worries me. I never get worried when he gets the ball. He's never done worried. anything against us. He um his stats are fantastic and he's not. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but. You know, I would rather I'd rather be you know breaking Hazard's legs than Sanchez's legs. Yeah, it's true. Look, I think we've got to appreciate that they're both good players. No, no, no. Hazard's good. Um, Sanchez isn't that good, so we're gonna we'll, we'll agree <laughs> on that. No, <laughs> well, I'm never gonna agree. Like, I'm not. I'm never gonna admit defeat. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you're not giving me any I good feel, reasons. Well, I don't really have to give you one. <laughs> It's a battle of opinions, and this is my opinion. This is your opinion. Yeah, mine's right. Um, okay, well, <laughs> well, we're actually going to move on to a, a first, almost segment kind of thing that um, to go with our very first show. I'm, in, um, I'm interested in this one. We obviously we we get a lot of our information from the internet because uh, we do live half a world away from the game. Um, unfortunately, that's the way the life we live. We didn't choose it; chose us, kind of thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep. But. In these, you know, obviously with the amount of stuff we read, we do come across some quite funny uh, material that uh, we we like to share with you guys. Um, 
I couldn't help but uh, find this one the other day, and this is the first one. Now everyone knows about the the England side that did uh, go to the Euros of the year. I think Greece won. Go four one. Yep. Um, known as the Golden Generation. Yes. Now this Golden Generation, first of all, did they win anything? I don't think they did. Okay. But, but I'm going to read some of the names out to you right now. Yep. Um, and I'll rate them just quickly. I'm talking about Michael Owen, a Ballon yep. d'Or winner. I'm talking about Ashley Cole in his prime. Yep. John Terry. Yep. Sol Campbell. Yep. A young Wayne Rooney. Ooh. Um, uh, David James. He's a good keeper. He's a right keeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank Lampard. Oh. Gary Neville. Yep. The, da- the David Beckham. The David Beckham. Paul Scholes. Champion. And my favourite. Frank, Frank, did you already say Frank Lampard? Oh, <laughs> don't worry. My favourite and Frank Lampard don't go together. <laughs> and who's your favourite, sorry? My boy. Everyone's boy. Yep. The greatest player to ever play on the planet, in my opinion. Not biased. Yep. Can Steven you... Gerrard. Okay. Now, I couldn't help but... Bit of quality in that team. Bit of quality. So, the caption was um, well, something to do with, you know... <laughs> Them not achieving what they could have achieved. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't help but read a man's comments underneath. And it goes like this. No, we shouldn't. People just need to stop expecting great things from a very average set of overpaid, overrated bunch of mummies boys. <laughs> not sure what world this man lives in. Did it, did it get many likes or anything? Like, was it getting, like, a um, lot of comments? I know you, you 893. 893 likes. Or reactions? Was it any laughing? It was a, little, uh, a lot of laughs, yeah. yeah a lot, a lot of laughs. laughs. But um, <laughs> that's that. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott Wayno. But I don't Scott think on, on that's F- his name. Yeah, Scott Wayno. Scott Wayno. <laughs> and a team featuring those players <laughs> is no ordinary set of players in any world, mate. Not Earth. Not just Earth. Anywhere. I saw a good one. Um, <laughs> a good Twitter one. Completely unrelated. It was like um. I hate it when girls write in their bios, nah, no DMs, please. What do you want for, for attacking midfielders? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's very true. Uh, like that, uh, Scott, Scott Wayno is definitely... Scott Wayno, I don't know what you're smoking, mate. <laughs> but if you've called that a set of over, um, overrated players, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> is that the segment? Is that- no, I'd also like to uh, have a little... Little clap because I did have a laugh and I looked at uh, Bolton Wanderers oh, this page is, uh, the this, other day. This is breaking news as well. Breaking news after Ronaldo transfer deal, and they did confirm that they were not interested in signing Ronaldo. Bolton Wanderers are out of the contention. Bo- out of contention. Fuck's sake! So, unfortunately, <laughs> Ronaldo's got nowhere to go now. <laughs> it's um, very. Uh, it came on their official uh, their Twitter page. Their official, didn't it? yeah, their official Twitter uh, Twitter page. Sorry, I love it. I love it. I think it's really cool. I like it too. <laughs> um, Bolton uh, League One at the moment. What are they? Uh, are they I think the they got promoted this year. They're the in the championship again. It's all right. They I, like, the I like Bolton. Liverpool player Jay Spear and captaining them at the moment. I think. Um, yeah. So a little bit of uh, comical humour from the Bolton team. And <laughs> I, like I must admit, I do laugh. I like that. I like how um, Bayern Munich always take the piss out of Arsenal as well. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've got some their official Twitter. Real, they always. Uh, they always say that was. That was sh- Bitterly disappointed that uh, Arsenal didn't make the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say, "Can we play Europa League next year?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, we were talking a bit about the internationals, uh, mo- mainly the England side. 
Oh, actually, no, we're not. We're going to be skipping that one for the time being. We're going to add the just recently the 2017-18 fixtures have come out. Um, and we've highlighted one team in particular. <laughs> one team who that, um, who have been absolutely fucked on for this first these first five that, games. I think that has been a modest. That's a modest statement because I think um, absolutely fucked on is the least of their worries. You wouldn't be too unhappy about this. I've actually, because of my family ties and Everton, I've actually don't have any hatred for Everton whatsoever. I actually have a little bit of a you're not a real, You're not a real fan then, but yeah, okay. I'm not, obviously, I have to hate them because they're Liverpool, but I don't really hate them. Like. Match day one doesn't really have anything for any team, just by well, the way. Well, it just highlights how important it is to win that game. If they don't win this game against Stoke at home, they're in real trouble because they threw the next four games. Yep, give it to me. <laughs> Man City away. Yep. Which you go, you're, you're going to play, well, in the first five games, you're going to play a big team, probably. So, yep. yeah, it is a bit. But then you, go, then you go next side, Chelsea away. Okay, yep, champions away. Yep, good. Yep, so, so yeah, those first three games, you go, gee, that's a bit unlucky. You surely can't get much un- uh, much unlucky than that. And then they've got Spurs at home. Oh, well, The team that finished second last year. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, yep. And and then they'll have an ever-present Man United away <laughs> just to round off their first five games. I don't know who's pulling the draw out down there at uh, Premier League HQ, but they've really done a number on Everton this time. That is, uh, that's really tough. That that's is- a real possibility if they stuff up against Stoke, which you expect them to win, probably at home you'd expect them to win. Re- realistically, they could very really draw that game and even lose. To be honest, like, yeah, anything they, can really anything can really be, happen in that game. They could be one point after five games. They could be zero points after they five games. They could be, of course, but like. You know, realistically, they could be one point. They could be three points after five games. Probably the most realistic possibility out of that. And, and that's, that's, that's a great. tough thing. I know, like, and everyone goes, oh, but you have to play every team at some stage. Of course you do. But but you don't want to start like that. Yeah, you don't want to have that kind of start. It kills people's confidence. And, um, you know, like, I don't know. That's that's brutal. Just Everton fans, just hold on for that first five weeks. I suggest you go to, like, Hawaii or something. It is annoying that the, uh, the first week of the Premier League in general, there's no real massive games. Yeah. It is a bit frustrating. The second uh, second week, I know Spurs play Chelsea, which is huge. Like, that's massive first, first, second. Well, I think Liverpool got Watford away, I think, so it's not even big itself. That's, come on, me. Let's, that's, yeah, that's a huge game for us. We not a, it's not a big game. Oh, actually, no, we beat Watford. It's, it's not away. a big game. Come on. Um, <laughs> We're bringing up big games to bring up fucking Watford. Well, that's who we got in the first game. <laughs> that's great. They'll get relegated next season. You reckon? Yeah, that's, they're my pick for relegation. Yeah, actually, you know what? I wouldn't say they'd be too far off relegation. Yeah, but um, anyway, I think that I think with the opening round, most people will be looking at the new teams. I think Brighton and Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm excited to see what um, especially Huddersfield because they got Crystal Palace, who aren't a great team. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be a real chance to see where they're at. Yeah, and um, Newcastle as well playing Spurs. It's good to see what they can do. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see what the Newcastle team could do because I'll be watching it. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll move on straight on to the internationals as we we're going to do before. Mainly going to be talking about the England team. Um, recently drew two all with Scotland. Did you catch this game? Because I did. Uh, I catched I a few highlights. I saw the two crackers. Some uh, don't know his name, but okay. So with those, yeah. So Scotland, if anyone didn't know, were and one nil down. Scored two goals in five minutes. I think it was like the 80, 85th and the ninetieth minute, something like that. And then Harry Kane scored the equaliser. Thank God for Harry Kane. Yeah, for, in the ninety third, great finish as well. Um, did you see the two free kick goals I from did. Scotland? Okay. Would you blame Joe Hart? What, for wearing that stupid hat? Or? Yeah. Well, that was, <laughs> the reason they that went was in. good. I enjoyed that. Uh, but did, would you blame him for missing those? Because um, there has been a bit of debate on he this. Honestly, like, first of all, he honestly looked like he was just about to go to West Ham away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So wait. <laughs> it did, but it didn't. Do you think that? Um, uh, but I don't know. It was they were good free kicks. They were good free kicks, but do you think better? Do you think De Gea would have stopped it? It's hard to you know. It's hard to say that. I say yes. I think yeah, De Gea. Would, yeah, I, I think De Gea would at least stopped one of them. I think. Yeah, well, he did hit him with the same one twice. Didn't yeah, he? exactly. Like, it, you know, the great free kicks, but I still think great goalkeepers will stop them. Um, England sides a bit all over the shop in general. Like, yeah, we never seem to play too well. We've got um, this kind of really inconsistent team. We've got players like Eric Dyer, who are, you know, me being a Spurs fan, he can't even get a, he can't even get a start for Spurs. Like unless we're... He was having a good season a couple of seasons ago. Oh, yeah, he two was, seasons ago was, was great. Yeah, he was, but great. But this season, he just got one Yama pushed him out of the side. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, he can't seem to get back in. So for him to be going... You know, playing, Straight from there to England. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, who are you replacing with? Henderson. Henderson comes back in when he gets when he gets fit. Mm. Um, who was the other guy? Livmore? Was, was it Livmore? I can't remember. Some other fucker. Isn't he a Spurs player? No, that's not a Spurs player. Um, like... Up front, like, your know, Harry Kane's really good, but we've got Rashford, who's young. Ox Chamberlain came on, played well. Sterling's playing okay. Ali's playing pretty below par. Lallana's playing pretty below par. Um, I don't know. This side's just... I, I don't think we're going to worry about I, I just anyone. don't think that side's that good. It isn't. It isn't good. And <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, you've got a plenty of good players in there. You've got probably, you know, one or two world-class and I think we're uh, not too who generous. Are, uh, Livermore, sorry, Livermore was um was playing next to Dyer, who I don't know how he gets a game. Absolute book, like real average. It shows that we don't have much depth in our team. Oh, none. Um, who would you know? What do you think? Can we do? What can I love how I say we? As no, in, no, like, we're Australians. Like, we're, we're they're, my, they're, they're our team, I think. They're, well, I've got family from England. Like my mum's from Liverpool, so um, I, I do have a soft spot for the old English team. Yep. Um, where do they go from here? I, can they do anything in the World Cup? At this stage, no. Can they get past the group stages in the World Cup? Yes. Can they? Where are they going to get knocked out in the World Cup? <laughs> I reckon probably round of 16. Round of 16? Yeah. I they, think they'll come up against an Italy or Germany that will just kind of outplay them. Yeah. They're, they're famous for doing that. Like, you know, Cahill's a good defender, had, had a fantastic season. Smalling's iffy at times, but is a pretty sole defender. Walker's really good on the right. Um, well, who's a Redmond or... On the on the left, oh, Bertrand, sorry, on the left. But um, we just don't have that you know kind of that fear factor that all these other teams have up front. I never think I'm a Spurs fan. I never think Kane scares teams. I don't think Kane's one of those players. But at the same time, he always puts one in the back of the net. I think that's what. What the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I was leaning on this thing. Oh. Like that. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so back to what we're saying. Um, yeah, I don't think Kane scares things, but he always seems to put one in the net. I think it doesn't have to be scary as long as he's doing the job, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, he scored, I think he scored something like 12 goals in his last five games or something like that yeah. in, in general. Like, so he's on fire. He's uh, he's very hard to stop when he's up and going. He has a lot of, he has a really good um, Backswing that has very minimal backswing, so you can't really tell when he's shooting. And he does create something out of nothing too, which is yeah, very important. He does like there is potential there. I can't really see much happening when they do come up against the good teams. But yeah, they lost three uh, two to France, 
Um, obviously, that was a you know, bit of a tough loss. That one. I think France down. are probably one of the most up and coming. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were ranked number one soon. They are a scary team to look the, at. The, scary, <laughs> the fact that they're also young is the scariest fact, and their depth is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you look at all those players. You think like Payet and that they were last year's heroes who push out of the team now. Yeah. And then you think of them to come in if any injuries happen. You go, Jesus Christ, where where are they going to be stopped? And yeah. How are they going to be stopped? It's very true. I don't think they could. They can be. Um. I want to bring up an, an issue for us Australians. Yes. Um, I don't know if anyone watched or bothered to watch. To be honest, I didn't really bother to watch it myself because uh, Australia's took on Brazil in uh, the MCG on, uh, I think it was last Tuesday night here in Australia. Yep. Uh, 12 seconds in. <laughs> yeah. 12 seconds. Yeah. Australia started with the ball. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and what happened? Who put it back away? Uh, Brazil were one nil up within 12 seconds due to a mispass on Bailey Wright, which I do feel kind of be sorry. I saw he was going, must have just been a mispass. Yeah. But they've just run round and literally tapped it in. Yeah, it was... Um, poor goalkeeping as well, I think. It was very poor goalkeeping. Poor goalkeeping in an embarrassing day in our country. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're fighting We're fighting for res- to be respected in the footballing world, and that's not how you go about it. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because we had... It was Brazil-Argentina... Uh, they played the Sat Fridays before, I think it was, and uh, they got like ninety five thousand, like Which some, is huge, yeah, stupid amount of people there. And then Australia Brazil come out, and I, I, I don't remember how many people they got. I think it was like thirty forty thousand max. Like mm. it just shows how it just Australian football isn't up to where we want it to be. I think the knowledge for for the game is way higher than the ability that we've got coming out of here. Yeah, I, th- I think the A League. Is probably a reason that I don't. Th- I think the quality from the A League is extremely poor. Extremely, I'd, I'd say they 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 battled to beat Division One teams in England. I think they'd beat them quite easily. I don't reckon. I don't think so. Division One. Yes. Yes, just <laughs> one 0 wins. You're saying right? Yep. So the champ- they would they beat championship teams? No, they would be. Oh, would they. I don't reckon they beat Division One teams. I think they would probably get relegated in the championship. Probably, I don't. They'd be, I don't they'd be in the battle. Be championship. No, I don't reckon. And they, they wouldn't. You're make. saying if Bailey Wright went to a cha- uh, but Bailey, a league, mm. and he's a championship player, that he would not be one of the best players in the league. I reckon he no, would. No, I don't think he would. I reckon he would. I don't sure. think he would. I think that um, yeah, we've got players like Aaron Moy who are coming out of there like yo, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, but he was a, he was a good. He was he's a, a rare team. case, of yeah. course. But like, there are some really decent players in the A League, and um, they're not like superstars. But you, know, you don't know what they can do until they get given the chance. Aaron Moy has been given the chance, and he's going to be playing Premier League next season. Yes, he's going to be hanging with the big boys, which is pretty cool. Like regardless if you're a, if you're a Melbourne City fan or whatever, it's pretty cool for Australian football to see that. Yeah, that it's, good. it's a good story for us. I think. Yeah, and um, so like I think anything can happen. I don't know. It's hard to say where we rank because we never will have that comparison. We're, we're never going to be unless like, we have friendlies at the start of the year. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Friendly means stuff all. In all, in all honesty, yeah. like you know, like live, like you know, um, Juventus came what last year and played Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory won. Yeah. So are you say Melbourne Victory are a better team than Juventus? No, <laughs> not, not in any stretch of the imagination. So like it, you know, the friendlies only mean so much, especially in teams bringing half half ass teams and playing half ass football. Yeah. Like you know, they don't care as much. So like unless unless an A League team was like somehow bought 
bought by an English team and like just completely came over, like nothing's going to change. We're not going to know how what the ability is. The A-League is getting stronger as it was. It's a lot stronger than it was five years ago. It was going through a real lull about five years ago. But it still has a bit to go. Support is seemed to be going up. Yep. You know, a lot of people really... Embracing it. Yeah, really embracing it. Melbourne Victory fans, there's plenty of them. You know, Sydney FC yep. got a huge fan base. The, uh, the grand final was great. The atmosphere and everything was fantastic. Yep. And... Yeah, you know, if you if you showed that game to um somebody from you know England, they'd be pretty impressed with that. I think. Yeah. Like in general, just the atmosphere and everything. And th- and that kind of moves on to our next topic. And we we know that um football is definitely an up up and coming sport. I'd say in Australia, over, it's it's always been around, but I think it's starting in the last ten fifteen years. It's really taken a little bit of more of a step forward into becoming more of a um. I'm more of an established sports like definitely the in, AFL and the rugby's. Definitely in juniors, um, there's more people playing soccer now than ever. Yeah. So like you know there is when they say like Australian football's never going to be there. The more players, the more kids playing, the more chance we're going to have of coming out with a superstar. Yeah. So the next Timmy Cahill won't be too far away if we have this kind of yeah this I, influx. I'd be hoping for us, but our next superstar would be someone a bit further than Timmy. I think Timmy was a great player, great on in the international stage for us. Um, but if you look re- really, he, he was he, he played for Everton, which is a decent club, pretty decent club. Um, like I'd say more of a Harry Kuehl, who, who played for Liverpool. You know, like a bigger top four team. When Liverpool were a top four team as well, like genuine. But who would you take? Who do you think's a better player, Harry Kuehl or Timmy Cahill? Harry Kuehl. Think- His days at Leeds were crazy. Yeah, his Leeds days were very good. Um, <laughs> same with Mark Viduka. Mark Viduka was special at, at Leeds. He was a real genuine gun. Yeah. Um, and Leeds were a good team in the Premier League. I, back know. I do miss Leeds. Um, but yeah, that being said, like, you know, there will be good players coming out in the next 10, 15 years. You'd hope so. Well, they, I, I guarantee it. I think that, like, especially, and like, you look at China. China recently have put in all this money into kind of bringing, like, and also they've been bringing players across, obviously. But now, China, um, soccer has now became like an, uh, uh, sorry, a mandatory activity in Chinese schools. Really, you have to play it. And you know how you know how like strict Chinese parents and everything that can be. You know how good they do with the Olympics. It's only a matter of time before Chinese football begins. It's, yeah, it's begins to really get off. some quality. And like you know, who knows? Premier League teams might be buying Chinese players no, soon. Like Chinese. From, yeah, like it's you just don't know what's going to happen. But you just know with. If that's going to happen in China, there's a chance it's going to happen in Australia. It's not yeah. going to be as because you know there's one point, one point fucking three billion people in China, so you're obviously going to get some decent quality out. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, and but it will happen in Australia regardless. Who knows what kind of quality it's going to be? But <laughs> yeah, definitely. But we're going to talk. We're going to go on to the final little question for the day. We're going to leave it on this one. We've been going for a fair while actually, an hour and ten minutes, smashing it out. Um, this one I've tried to work out how to word, um, how to word properly. We live in we live in a country where every Premier League game usually comes on around the midnight to four AM kind of range. There are some games that come on earlier, but most of that and some of them are on work nights, some of them, you know, on the weekends and that. What do you think you need to do to be considered a genuine Premier League fan? Because I have mates that do not would not be able to name name the team, um, like name any players from the team, but only only chirp up when they start beat, beating some teams. Do you consider them a Premier League fan? Uh, I think it's an individual case. I think I, I struggle to watch the games. I don't have. We recently over here in a show we've changed to Optus Sport. Yep, which is quite frustrating. Um, Foxtel, which was kind of like Sky Sports over in England, I think. Yeah, I think it's like the same kind I of thing. Wouldn't know actually. Um, so we used to have every game televised. 
televised on Foxtel, which got taken over by a telephone company, which unfortunately, which I'm not with that telephone company. I am. So for me to get access to watching the games is very hard. I'd say my knowledge is probably as good as anyone's over here. But that being said, you say that's a good point. Like, you know, your knowledge can say a lot, but anyone who plays FIFA can know knowledge. I, I bet there's a 12-year-old kid who would know enough as much as we do because of their knowledge on FIFA. And watching highlights on Facebook. You know, highlight, yeah. That's all people do these days. They just have highlight packages and go, oh, this guy sc- scored a stunner. He must be a superstar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. Um, for me, I was like, you know, like, man, you, I think we probably dabbled into re- in, like reading into the game a bit more than other people on, on the social side. Like, yeah. I, I'd send, I, I reckon I'd spend a fair bit of my time researching on people and, you know, how they're going and all that kind of stuff. So I think it is possible to have a knowledge without watching it, a lot of it. I still watch it, the game every single game when I can. So that's yeah. it. Like, like, that's probably the difference. Um, I just think you're just going to be around the game and, and follow it for long enough and then you start to get a hold yeah. of what's going there on. There is nothing worse than like, you know, someone who goes for, say, say Chelsea because they won, the, they won the league this year and, they, you know, they haven't watched a game all season but they, you know, they post fucking Facebook statuses. Oh, yeah. it. Isn't it the most frustrating thing? Because you're like, it is. You're and not it's a, a lot, real fan. And, and like, it is so common over here. Like, obviously it wouldn't be common in England. I think everyone would get caught out as soon as they start doing that over there. Yeah. And because it's all in, the, like, in your face kind of, you know, over in England. It's actually happening there. Um, I think the, the possibility is a lot less. But um, over here, you, you definitely have those type of people that seem to tell you, seem to try to tell you what what it is, you know, and how much they know. But when you ask them a few questions, they get caught out very easily. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I reckon we'll probably uh, we'll probably leave it at that. I reckon this has been the first ever, hopefully of many, um, Total Ninety podcasts. I think I've worked out how to put these things up on iTunes and that. So if you are listening, thank you for. Yeah, thank this, you very much. Thank you for getting this far. Um, we're going to be trying to do this every week or two. We'll see how we go, depending, because we're in the transfer period. Once the season actually gets up and going, we will be doing a weekly show. Yes. But for the time being, it makes it is a bit more. Uh, sorry, it is a bit tougher with there being a bit less to talk about. So I reckon probably in two weeks we'll probably do our next one. Um, this has been the Total Ninety Podcast. Uh, I'm Franny. This is Mickey Kennedy. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully see you next time.